Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings, a playoff edition of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, man? Money time. Oh, absolutely, Doc. I mean, you know what? Uh, in preseasons, we say the stats don't count and the checks are small. Uh, postseason, we say uh, there's a lot on the line. These checks are small, but we want to be here. We, You're pretty much playing in the playoffs for free. So, I'm grateful that uh, we have a dog in the fight this weekend. And it's a whole smorgasbord of football, Doc, of just playoff football, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's winning in advance, losing, you go home. That's what you want to be. You want to have this opportunity, man. You just made a good point. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. The playoff checks are not the same as the regular season checks. So your motivation really got to be, I want to win a Super Bowl because you ain't you getting paid a fraction of what you normally get paid every week, man. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, those checks are uh, significant, significantly uh, chopped down uh, for the players only, might I add. But then, you know, the, the owners are getting their regular checks and, uh, you know, you know, from the television contracts and that type of stuff. But, Doc, you're right, man. It's, 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 it's about the love of football, being able to uh, be focused, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a group, as a unit on being that last team standing, man, being that last team holding that Lombardi trophy at the end, and that's completely – that's totally what it's all about right here. And here we go, man. Back in the postseason, we finished the regular season 10-6. and six. The team we're facing, we didn't already seen them twice. The Seattle Seahawks finishing the regular season 12-4. and four. NFC West champs beat us. Well, here we go, man. We got Seattle again, man. We just played them a couple of weeks ago. They beat us 20-9. Horrible game we had. Uh, lost that game, but we split the season series. And now we're coming up, as I said, man, the money game. Money time, man. Postseason. And, of course, the big question this week. Hey, we got this quarterback quandary. 
Jerry Goff or John Wolford? Now, Goff missed the last game against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, he had right thumb surgery, man. And uh, McVay said at the time he should be ready to go, you know, if they make the playoffs. So we made the playoffs. Yet here we go. So now we got a situation. Uh, uh, hadn't said – he hadn't said who's going to start yet. He said he's going to make that determination tomorrow. Well, he's going to let everybody know that t- determination tomorrow. But I'm pretty sure he knows. But, uh, hey, man, Goff or Wolford, bro? Who you going with, man? Walford didn't look – he didn't make us lose the game against the Arizona Cardinals, but he didn't really make us win the game. But he didn't make us lose the game, and he looked pretty good. But uh, if Jared can play, just say he can play, Isaac. And I just – I saw a little video where he was tossing some passes, and I saw a little zip, man, you know. So – but if he can play, you go with golf or you go with Walford. What decision would you make? Well, you know what? When you look at all the playoff teams uh, that are in this round robin, Doc, I mean, you uh, you know, when you zero in on a specific team, you normally just zero in on what they do well. What what do they hang their hat on? You look at the Baltimore Ravens. They hang their hat on their offense and that running game. You know, when you look at the Los Angeles Rams, we hang our hat on our defense, our ability to stop you, uh, to get after your quarterback, uh, cause havoc on your side of the line of scrimmage. So that's what we hang our hat on. So, um, you know, with that being said, it, you know, right now for me, it's kind of a toss-up. Doc. I mean, I think we're I'm comfortable going into this game with either guy. I mean, because, uh, you know, golf's been there. He's a, he's a quarterback that has led his team to a Super Bowl. Uh, he's played in postseason before, so he has postseason experience. Uh, but then when you look at Walford, man, it's 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 a it's a different dynamic to it. I mean, he brings an element that, uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks haven't seen from the Los Angeles Rams as far as a quarterback being able to extend plays with his legs. So um, it, it, it's a tough choice for me. I'm comfortable. Uh, I, I'm trusting that the defense can can come can come in and uh, take care of business the way we've been taking care of business throughout this entire season and throughout this division. So. Um, me, if it was me, if I was the head coach, uh, based on what I've seen uh, as far as golf is concerned this week, how he performed and how he looked in practice, um, you know, I, I, I go ahead and go with golf. I go ahead and, and just put him in there for the experience sake. But um, I'm not I'm not opposed to rotating the guys if I have to. So in, the, in this in, in, in the playoffs, Doc, you do whatever you need to do to be playing and practicing come next next Monday and playing next week. Whatever you need to do, we're going to do it. Everything's on the table. I think you and I agree on that, man. I'm under the impression, man, and I'm under the mindset that Jared, is that's enough. That's your starting quarterback. He's gotten you here, man, uh, even though he hasn't played that well in a lot of different spurts and spots this season. He is a starting quarterback, and you do know what he can do if he's playing at a high level. And – if he's a starting quarterback, he got hurt as your starting quarterback. If he comes back and say, look, I can play, I think you go with him. I think you give him the rock. I mean, Walford, you say, okay, Walford, good job, man. I appreciate you. Now I know and we know that you're ready to play if we need you to play. If we call on you to play, we have confidence that you can go in there and get the job done and do some things that can help us win the game. And as you said, he does provide another avenue, uh, another part of the offense that golf doesn't provide for us because he can run. He is mobile. He is athletic. He does have a little speed and he is, you know, a physical runner if he has to be. And he can make some throws. We've seen him make some top level throws. Uh, But I I am under the impression, man, you know, that uh, if golf can play, you let him play. Now, you got Wolf ready. He's ready to play. He's ready to go if he get in there. But I, I just... 
as far as the players are, are are concerned, I'm thinking about the rest of the players, man. You know, you you always want to say you don't lose your job if uh, just because of injury. And this is, you know, it's a thumb. And I, I, I was always saying, I don't know how he going to throw the ball, man, with a right thumb injury. And I, I guess I keep thinking thumb surgery, like in the old days, they got to cut you open and all that. But I, I, I had to remember thumb surgeries are different now, man. They got lasers. They can make a little hole in your thumb and they, you know, they can, you know, zap you like Iron Man. So maybe it wasn't intrusive as thumb surgeries as other surgeries really are. But I am under them, you know, I'm under the mindset, man, if golf can play and he tells Sean McVay I can play, man, uh, uh, you got to go with JG, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be the move. I don't think it would be the wrong move. I mean, uh, you know, Walford in this situation, he's being a professional. I mean, we hear how his teammates talk about him just being prepared to play, like he's preparing to start. So, you know, he's got to keep that same mindset. At the same time, I just just the biggest issue with golf the last couple of games just been his confidence, Doc. Uh, you know, it's starting to show in his body language. And, you know, other players around him see that. I mean, he's the leader. He's in a leadership position. And he has to play well. I mean, I think the biggest stat for this game is going to be time of possession, Doc. And it's about being able to extend drives, to win third downs. And, you know, if you're going to question which guy gives you the ability to do that, from what we've seen the last couple of weeks of the season, you know, it's kind of iffy with golf, man, because, you know, we're going three and out, not we're turning the football over. And if you can really go in and manage a game with Walford, I mean, you have both options there. So if we if we have to start golf, hey man, it's just like a a pitcher in a game. If you see as he, if he has it early in that first quarter, second quarter, uh, we we'll just ride with it. But if he doesn't, we got a relief pitcher and go and and Walford where we can just you know go ahead and put this guy in there and uh, keep the drives going, man, and score points at the end of them. I mean, I, I mean, and when you look at when you look at golf's numbers this season, it's you know it's amazing. It's kind of funny, you know, that as we've been we've been on them. I know I've been on them. You've been supportive of them, but you call them, you know, you call it what it is when he plays bad games. And Rams fans have been, you know, been on them. But the damn dude threw for almost four thousand yards and twenty touchdowns. But something you just said, man, he turned that joint over seven. He gave it up seventeen times, and the Rams only had twenty five turnovers this season. So that's the thing about golf, man. It was hard for him to take care of the ball when both all 10 of his fingers were uh, healthy. Now you got one that's bad. But, I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, if he does play, you got hurt thumb. You know, he has been inaccurate with some passes, and he's made some bad decisions on some passes uh, uh, quite often, throwing pick and throwing throwing the ball right to defenders. But I'm thinking, you know, in a situation like this, when your, when your finger is hurt, I'm I'm tending to go the other way. I would think he will focus even more on where he's throwing the ball and be even a, 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 a little bit more focused in his passing attack and knowing, okay, maybe I don't need to make this decision because I can't throw the ball like I normally can, which is probably good for us because sometimes his confidence got him, got him in trouble and got us in trouble. But I'm, I'm just thinking that if he does play, he will be more focused because he knows that, you know, I, some things that I can't do, man, I don't need to make a chance. Uh, throwing his ball this way, and I'm focused more on my passes, so it may make it more accurate. I know it probably sounds kind of backwards, but that's what I'm thinking because anytime I was hurt, man, I, I always had a point to be thinking, you know, if it ain't got nothing to do with my legs and my feet, okay, I, I was a little bit more focused, and I played a little harder, so uh, I'm just hoping he can go. You know, I, I, it's just me, man. I, I, I just, I just want to see Jared because I know what he can. I know where he has taken us. 
Walford, as, as good as he looked, I mean, he still only threw for 231 yards. He did run the ball 56 yards. He threw us a pick, but he did bounce back from that pick. But, I mean, that's just one game, man. It's the playoffs, and we understand it's a whole different situation. And that Seahawks defense started slow, Isaac. But that Seahawks defense been playing a lot better, man. Um, and they're only allowing 16 points per game over the last eight games. That's best in the league, man. So, hey, if they see somebody like a Wolf or somebody wet behind the ears, bro, they're coming at them, man. It ain't going to be what Arizona gave them on Sunday because this is a whole totally different team. And it's a good team. Seahawks 12-4, and four, man, division winner. So, if Wolf gets out there, we got to understand they're coming at that ass, bro. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks have had enough time now with their with their latest additions on their defense to start to gel the way they want to gel. You got you got Dunlap, Dunlap, who's an addition uh, to that defense. He's the pass rusher. Jamal Adams, he's a game time decision, but at the same time, those are the two leaders of that defense. So, um, I, I I think uh, they'll definitely be ready ready to play, Doc. But you know, when we talk about our quarterbacks, our quarterback situation again. You know, if Walford has to play, I mean, he's one of those type guys where you don't want to have to play man-to-man versus uh, their receivers. Because if you're turning your back towards Walford, you know, he'll he'll run the ball on you, Doc. And that's what Good we point. see with other quarterbacks who are who are absolutely who, who are as mobile, just like he is. You you cause fits and gives the defense fits because you don't want to just sit back there in zone. You want to be able to pressure quarterbacks, pressure situation, have your run blitzes, all of that engaged. So. Um, it'll be hard to play man-to-man versus a guy like Walford. It's easy to play against golf. Golf will have to be on his game, be able to, you know, fit footballs in the spots, in the windows, and uh, that's that's going to take everything he has. Now, as far as in, that injury is concerned, I think, you know, kind of like you said, man, it puts more focus on your job at hand. You really just can't, you know, uh, you know, I, I like calling it dance. Like when you get the ball in your hand as a receiver, now you can dance. You got it. You, your work is done. You made the catch. Now you dance. It's hard to dance when you have an injury. You just want to get what you got, you know, from a wide receiver standpoint. Uh, make sure you push to the depth that you have to run your routes. And it's hard to freestyle. So you get what you get and just lay it down. So that's that's the position that golf may be in this week, man. Take what the defense gives him and take his shots when he can. And I think the thing about it with golf, man, and, and the good thing about it is he's not a down-the-field type thrower. He doesn't throw the ball in the tight windows, man, so that's something we're not going to get from him anyway. So what it means is that uh, we run the play action and run the naked boots in the misdirection, which we do with him because that's what he does. And a lot of times when golf do, do, does make passes and he does complete passes, the receivers be wide open. So uh, golf is not one of those extremely accurate quarterbacks where he can throw the ball in the tight windows, man, like, Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and dudes like that. That's not him. So that's the good thing about it. You get him in some space off the play action, off the misdirection, uh, get him in some space, bootlegging. He's out there where he can hit these receivers, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who will be back, which is a good thing. Uh, getting Cooper Cup back, who had to set, sit out because of the COVID-19 list, whatever. But uh, golf, just getting in some space and making these open throws, these wide-open throws to some of these wide-open crossing receivers, that's what we need to do. But we do need to establish that running game and even have that threat. And, uh, and it should help him that the big dog coming back too, man, Andrew Whitworth, he's been out. He's coming back, man. And that's we can't understate that because offensive line, you know, they've been playing well, but you they was missing their best player. And now Big Whitworth coming back, even though he's 138 years old, he has that he's a veteran. 
and he can rock and roll. So that's going to give the offensive line some boost. And I think that also goes into helping McVay make the decision whether I play golf or Wolford because you got such a stalwart coming back on the offensive line. So it's going to be good to get Big Whitworth back out there. A fresh one with fresh legs. So uh, uh, absolutely he'll help us, man. I mean, just, you know, being that anchor on that offensive line, he's a guy he's played in the, in the postseason before. So he's bringing all that experience back with him. So I'm happy to see him back in the lineup. Um, it's going to be a team effort, Doc. I mean, I just, I just keep thinking, you know, how important every aspect of the game is going to be from down to special teams, uh, uh, fielding punts, Johnny Hecker. I think he's going to be uh, significant in this game. Field position is going to be significant because it's the playoff. I mean, you're talking about uh, offenses that can be explosive, but for the last couple of weeks, they just haven't been as explosive as we're used to seeing these guys. And another thing, man, we want to do everything we can to keep Russell Wilson on the sideline watching the game just like us, man. I mean, he's been in this position before. He's a, he, he's, he's a master at uh, in-game situations and managing the game and scoring points. So we don't want to – we want to lessen his opportunities, man, and at the same time put points on the board for us. And Seahawks, man, the Seahawks are extremely hard to beat at home. Now, people used to like to uh, give a lot of credit to that 12th man because it's rowdy, it gets loud, and they say that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, the Seahawks are so hard to beat at home. But, damn, the 12th oh, man. Oh, yeah, it I, is. I got you, bro, but look. <laughs> the Ram, I mean, the, the fans haven't been there this season, and all they did was go 7-1 and one at home. So they still have a good home record, man, despite not having the uh, fans in there. And uh, Seahawks 7-1 and one at home this season without fans being in there. So they're just tough to be at home. And Pete Carroll, 6-0 and oh in home playoff games. Matter of fact, the Seahawks have won 10 straight home playoff games. Isaac, the last time they lost a home playoff game, Isaac, Isaac Bruce, uh, guess who they were playing, my man? I think they were playing y'all, bro, back in 2004. Yeah, the greatest show on turf is definitely in the house, man. We were, uh, you know, we were planting that flag right there in the middle of uh, Quest Stadium at that time, man. But, um, yo, it was, it, Doc, it was rowdy. You talk about the 12th, man. It was in full effect, man. And, and if you've ever played a regular season in Seattle, you 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 know just how loud and how rambunctious them fan, those fans can be. Uh, but a playoff game is, is probably times ten. Uh, they were they were excited. They were they were uh, they were tough. Um, it was a, a tough battle. We knew them. They knew us. Uh, it was that third meeting of the season. They had won the division that year. Uh, but we were fortunate to go in there and just pull off a victory, man. And uh, I mean, it, it was it was a great road win. It's something that I can foresee happening this weekend, man. Because you know it's just what it is, man. It's just two teams that know each other. They battled before. Now uh, it's a little bit more. Uh, on the line for this game, and, and man, we got to come out and execute. And it looks like we got the same thing going on this season that we had going on that season. We split the season series this year. We won one, they won one. Y'all split the season series uh, that season. We won one, they won one. Then they, you know, we beat them in the playoffs. So on the road in Seattle. So we got a similar situation going this week. But the thing about it with us, man, uh, is what, regardless talking about Wolford and uh, golf, who's going to start, who's going to do what, 
I just love the fact, bro, that we got the number one defense in the league. So we got them ballers, man, and uh, we, we we should be getting Michael Brockers back. Uh, Michael Kaiser is listed as questionable. We don't know, but at least he's, he got a question mark. I mean, we might get him back, uh, linebacker we hadn't had for a while. But just having that defense, man, and, uh, you know, shout out DK Metcalf and uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. Y'all had good seasons, man. You know, 1,300 for DK, a G uh, uh, for Lockett. But – Lockett, you got to see Mr. Lockdown again, man. DK Metcalf, you got to see Mr. Lockdown again. Uh, regardless of how well they play, and I got to give it to the Seahawks offense, what they've done, the, the Isaac, they went back to heavy in the run game, man, a lot of play action passes. So that has helped Russell Wilson get some kind of uh, uh, get some kind of rhythm back and that offensive rhythm back. But uh, our defense, end the season, number one total defense, just straight ballers exceptional game and this is when defenses win championships this is when they make their money in playoff situations so regardless if we got Walford regardless if we got golf who plays we know we got 11 monsters on the other side and I'm extremely confident man that they can make some plays they can put us in a situation if not make score some points for us put us in the situations to make scoring some points even easier and what you said with having Johnny Hacker flipping field and doing some things man but I feel real real good about this game and this situation really because of what we're doing it on defense because the defense has been the reason why we are 10 and 6 this season, if we really want to call it like it is, bro. Oh, indeed. I mean, we, we talk about it, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, how, you know, a great defense, they can travel. A, a great running game can travel. So, you know, these these two aspects of the game are going to be on the forefront, man, uh, this this tomorrow. I mean, it's it came around quick, Doc. Before you knew it, it's Friday. Now you're traveling. You probably, this is your travel day. It's time to play football. It's time to play playoff football man and a lot of great history for a wild card weekend in the NFL man my mind go always goes back to uh that great Houston Oiler uh Buffalo Bill games they're great moments man did it just with being uh in in the wild card I was fortunate to play in a wild card game versus this uh, uh New Orleans Saints down at the at the dome and uh man some great moments some great history can be made uh during the wild card weekend man and I don't think uh, we will be missing out on any of it this weekend, man. It'll, it'll raise his head again. Now, Aaron Donald and some other Rams fans uh, say they, you know, they're pretty confident the Rams can make a Super Bowl run. And I think we can, too, because we have that defense that can get done. We have the defense that, you know, Super Bowl champions are made of. But, you know, the fact that we got to uh, play a wild card game, we got to get past this one first. So if we do uh, win a Super Bowl, you know, we got to win three games in order to get there. It's, you know, it's not hard it's not easy either you know you would love to not have to play a a a, a first round playoff game but that's not the situation we're in man so uh if we're going to get it done this is the time to get it done and i'm just really looking forward to this situation i'm really looking forward to seeing what Jalen ramsey does again well i know what he's gonna do i'm just looking forward to seeing what that offense gonna do man you know we should have our running backs back uh we should have that, pretty much have our offensive back healthy. And getting Cooper Cup means a lot. It, but just, you know, it, it's still kind of surprising, though, man, as well as we started that we don't have any 1,000-yard receivers. And we got a, you know, we got a quarterback that threw for almost 4,000 yards. Now, Cooper's close to 1,000, like 900-something. But, uh, you know, that, that's that's kind of perplexing. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this situation and with Jared. And, you know, it is what it is, man. We got – we got what we got. We got who we got. But 
if we had a if we had a possibility to get somebody else this offseason, Isaacs, you know, if we can, you know, because I heard this a dude in Houston that's kind of pissed off at how his team is running things. They're not talking to him, making decisions, you know. I gave him a lot of money, and I'm on I'm on I'm on the whole thing, and I, I I like I understand Deshaun Watson, but the way Houston is treating you, man, it, they're treating you like we don't have any respect for for you, bro. You're just an employee. We're giving you some money, man. I don't care about your input. Uh, input. I don't care anything about the opinion box. I don't even have an opinion box. You're just giving it to. Them. But talking, you know, just real quickly, postseason situations. If Deshaun Watson is available, I I think I know how you feel about this, man. And the Rams have a chance to go after him, which they do have a chance to go after him. Do you pull that? You make that move? Try to do what you can, man, to get Deshaun, Deshaun Watson at, you know, ship uh, golf somewhere else? Is that is that uh, something you look at? Well, well hopefully uh, the guys inside the locker room for the Los Angeles Rams can block out all the noise, man. You know, it, it's, it's our job to talk about what's going on in the totality of the league, but our main focus is always on the Los Angeles Rams. But, I mean, if I'm asked this question and, you know what, we're coming off uh, another Super Bowl victory. Uh, yeah. When you say postseason, that's where my mindset is. We we win it. We win the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, Doc, it, it, I mean, it, it's we got to remember that, you know, professional football is a business. There's, that word professional is taxed to that word business. So you're always looking to get better. I mean, that's just the way it is, man. I mean, you're yeah. looking to get you're looking to get cheaper and you're looking to get better at a certain position. Now, uh, if you have to add players via free agency or through the draft, that's just the way that it goes. So if you have an opportunity to strike, strike gold and you're going to find gold and not only gold, but some of that black gold, that black oil, I mean, you, you go ahead and do it. So if I was the GM, absolutely. I'm always looking to make my team better from the, 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 the from the kicking game, from uh, the, the, the gunners that are run down on a punt team. If I can find a better guy that can do that, Absolutely, man. I go out and I try to make that move. Um, you know, I try to be aggressive. And if uh, we don't know who's available right now because the season's still going, um, we don't know who's going to be on the trade market. So, uh, you know, uh, if, if if I would do that, I, I definitely I'm, I'm, I listen to just about anything. Doc. Yeah. And uh, if I can en- engage, most definitely I engage. And if I can pull it off for the betterment of my team, so be it. That's a fair answer, you know. I, I and I totally understand, but you know, I'm, I'm, we ain't gonna be media right now, even though I was kind of like that. We're gonna be like we're players, man. We're gonna deal with the task at hand. We got a game, yeah. we got a playoff game. You know, I'm acting, I'm act, I'm asking, I'm acting like a real media guy right now. Like, man, what the hell is you worried about? What's gonna happen in the offseason, bro? We got to roll with what we got because we got a situation going on. It's a playoff situation going on, and uh. I think if we can win this game, man, I, 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 we do. And, I, and Aaron Donald is right. The Rams have all the pieces to make a Super Bowl run. They really do. Because when you have a number one defense, a defense that's just stout, a defense that's not giving up much of anything, a defense that's good in that front line, that second line, and that third line. And the thing about it is that the front line is so good because you got Aaron Donald. If we have any fall off in the defense, it's in that second line only because we don't have a player like Aaron Donald. 
in that second line and you pick back up on the third line because you do have a player like Aaron Donald. So uh, uh, pretty much so with Jalen Ramsey in that third level of defense. So those three levels, man, defensive line, linebackers and, and, and defensive backs, they're just playing so well and playing so good, man. And, and that defensive coach, Brandon Staley, he's put them in positions and made uh, a plays, but, and calls, but it, it's, you know, it's when you got great players, and you have any kind of uh, elementary senses what football can, uh, what, what football is, you can be a great coach and do some great things. Uh, I just, you know, Russell Wilson, I'm just really to expedite the process of him going, hanging out with Sierra for uh, taking pictures and going to red carpets, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go ahead and let him live his celebrity life because that's what he w- wants to do anyway. So we can beat him tomorrow. We can send him on back home with his wife, Sierra, man, and the beautiful baby, man, and they can go on on vacation and we can look, look, look at him on TMZ and all these little blog spots. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I want to do. And I think, you know, uh, we got a good, a chance of sending my man on, on on an early vacation after tomorrow. Yo, as far as I'm concerned, Doc, it's always about the Jimmies and the Joes, man. I mean, you can have you can have great players on on a defense, great players on an offense, which is what you need. You sauce it up with a great coach, and uh, you know it, it's always it's always good. But just just looking at the whole. Uh, playoff scenarios, man. That's that's going to be started this weekend, man. It's a lot of great football, and, and and this is the exact place where, you know, you start to make a name for yourself individually and collectively as a team. So, I mean, we've seen so many big moments in 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 uh, in, in, in NFL playoff football, man. From, you know, uh, the Terrell Owens' uh, famous catch at Candlestick to, uh, you know, we spoke about the great wild card game between the Oilers and and the Buffalo Bills, but just some huge moments, man, that had just happened in playoff game. And these are the moments that you never forget, you know, just growing up here in South Florida, man. I'm, I started to think about some of the great moments that the Miami Dolphins had as far as playoffs football is concerned, the Dan Marinos. I remember uh, a game between the Dolphins and the Chargers when Kellen Winslow just lost his mind, man. He probably caught about 14 passes for about 180, ended up blocking a game-winning attempt field goal by the uh, Miami Dolphins that game, and they had to carry this guy off the field, man. So those moments like that is is what playoff football is about, and you have to go into any situation. I mean, uh, you know, that game I just mentioned, it might have been 85 degrees and a lot of humidity down here in South Florida that game. The Chargers win, and then the following week, they go to Cincinnati where it's minus 14, and they had to play and ended up losing. So you know, you just have to take it. You have to you, whatever whatever temperature or atmosphere that you have to go in and play in a playoff game is going to be there. You have to conquer it. Your main focus is, is has to be on final destination being in Tampa in South Florida, where where it will be seventy degrees with an opportunity to win a world championship. So that's where you have to keep your mindset during these playoffs, man. And that's what you call great playoff moments with Isaac Bruce. <laughs> But hold on, uh, you you mentioned that T.O. catches. You, you, that that's the catch you talking about when he was crying and stuff, bro. When he, he was that's like the weeping, catch. <laughs> when he was thrown by uh, Steve Young, when, he not clobbered. He, he was weeping, crying, he's slobbering. That's one. I still don't understand why the hell he was crying, man. I don't understand what you crying about, dog. The drama, the saga of the game, man. He had dropped. He put a couple of balls on the ground early in in the game. And just for Steve Young to have that trust in him to come back to him in the slot in a game-winning game moment in the playoffs, 
you know, you got Steve Young on one side, you got Brett Favre on the other side. Just to close it out that way, Doc, I think you would have shed some tears. I would have shed no I wouldn't have shed no damn tears, man. The only time I cried is when I was about to fight. So if you saw some tears coming down my eyes, bro, you, you better move because I'm going to get to swinging. So I don't care what you say, man. Or where in the hell I would have been crying, man. I would have been, you know, pumping up with y'all and celebrating. This. Man, damn with that, man. But before we get out of here, man, do you have a favorite playoff memory because you went to the playoffs many, many times? And I know the, the one I would – Think is you know the the seventy three yard catch you know what I'm saying the Super Bowl clutch which would have been Player of the Year you know had uh, had not Mike Jones you know did this thing but do you have a a favorite Isaac Bruce playoff moment? Oh man, I guess my favorite moment uh, has to do with my my uh, my number one my favorite catch of my career. I mean, it happened in the NFC Championship. Uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we were playing in St. Louis, and it was a, a straight dog fight, Doc. I mean, it was a knockdown. Uh, when you just go back and look at that game and just look at the Hall of Famers that were on the field for that game and the Hall of Fame coaches that were coaching that game and just the moments uh, of that game. But it, it it obviously came in the fourth quarter. We were up 6-5, to five, I believe, and, you know, Tampa was known for that, that great Tampa 2 defense, that zone defense, and we, we just couldn't figure out how to get them out of that defense that entire game. So finally, late in the game, we finally figured out a way to get them out. Uh, they took the cheese. John Lynch comes down blitzing, and he, he never rarely blitzed. So he's coming right at Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner just lost, lost the ball in the corner of the end zone. And my man, Ricky Pro. <laughs> He caught the biggest pass in my career, man, and sent us to Super Bowl 34. So that's my playoff moment, man. I saw it all happen just like I was, you know, sitting down watching it on television, man. A, a phenomenal catch, one-hand catch. I don't think he gets enough credit for the catch that he made and getting two feet down in the end zone at that moment. So biggest catch in my career, big, one of the biggest moments uh, of, from my playoff history. Hey, it was over the head, too. Wasn't it like over the head, over the shoulder, man? Absolutely. Yeah, like a blind catch, man. Yeah, that was that. that was, I was I was at the game. Remember, I, remember, I was there. I was in the stands, man. I had came to see you that weekend, so I was at the game, man. So that hey, that's huge, man. That your biggest playoff moment, not something you did, is one of your teammates. And speaking of your one of your teammates, big game, man. Eighty-one, man. Hall of Fame finalist, brother. Hey, man. How you feel about that, bro? I know you you feel all the pride in the world. You'll feel even better, man, if he gets in there. Uh, I'm I'm hugely excited, man. Um, you know, unfortunately, Doc, it has to take this long, and uh, and it's taken this long for Tory, man. I think because you know he had a phenomenal football career, man, and I always shine the light on some of his stats, man. Just just being one of those guys or the guy to have 1,300 yards receiving five consecutive years, Doc. I mean, just just five. It, that's that's amazing, man. Yeah. And, and just the level of production that he came in with I mean he never had one of those years where it was like uh, you know maybe he's slowing down or maybe he can't do it anymore but just his consistency his uh his approach to the game uh the impact that he had man some great moments Super Bowl plays and Super Bowl catches and playoff games and and uh just just an amazing player man he could do everything as a wide receiver you know for for wide receivers my my criteria has always been you know if, if you have to game plan for the guy if you have to double team the guy and through all of that, this guy still produces. He ended up with over 13,000 yards receiving. So 
Most definitely, man. I mean, I mean, his accolades, his numbers, they speak for themselves. Uh, you know, he was a, a all-decade player, multiple-time pro bowler, and, uh, you know, a great guy. So, um, you know, he did all that in the midst of other guys getting the ball around him. So, uh, most definitely, man, I think it's – I think this is a year for him to be uh, pushed and promoted to that spot, man, and I'm looking forward to it. And just think, man, if he does get in, bro, you all be there together, man, getting in the Hall of Fame. Not in the same class, but getting inducted into the same year. So, bro, I, I see you celebrating. That would be a huge, huge week, man. Huge week, man. You talk about you talk about the party. I mean, he knows pretty much everybody I know, so the same people <laughs> will be at the parties. And we just, you know, just pump it up, you know. Yeah, I mean, make some money that week too, man. Don't forget about that piece. <laughs> all about that, all about that granny grain. Absolutely. All, all about that, all about that grain. But anyway, before we get up out of here, man, anything else you want to add, bro? Hey, man. Hey, it's a big so, game this week. It's, it's been a big game all week long. So the mental part of it is, is, is uh, it started happening once we put that game plan in. Uh, today is Friday. It's a travel day. It's about going up to Seattle, taking care of business and being able to practice next week and preparing, preparing for uh, an extended stay in these playoffs, man. That's what it's about. No doubt about it. It's the Rams, Seahawks, playoffs. Hey, L.A., let's go get it, man. As far as getting it, that's going to do it because me and Isaac just got it on this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce Doc Holiday. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.